with Feel Good Music by Day, relaxing music by night. This is Inspire Radio. Be happy, be inspired. Welcome to the Inspire Radio podcast. This podcast is an opportunity to listen again to one of the many inspirational and thought-provoking interviews first broadcast on Inspire Radio. Inspire Radio brings you inspirational interviews, news of events, workshops and seminars, plus great music too. Online, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, Inspire Radio is your truly feel-good radio station. For more information and to listen to Inspire Radio, why don't you check out inspireradio.co.uk. Check out our Facebook page too, where we've got details of events on there. Our Facebook page is at Inspire Radio UK. Now sit back and enjoy this Inspire Radio podcast. With inspirational guests from across the world, this is Inspire Radio. This is Inspire Radio and you're listening to your business journey with me, Isabella, your host. And we have my lovely guest in today called Ben Bidwell or aka the naked professor or life coach what do you what's the name that you're going by now oh God. I, well I, I still think i'm ben but people call you by your instagram name these days don't know it's the way it's going so um whatever you want to call me is great is that okay ben how did tell us a little bit about how the naked professor or the life coach how did this business come about for you well there's two separate questions really there the, the, the naked professor followed I, I trained to become a coach and then I became a naked professor, I guess, if you like. But, um, I worked with a coach myself. Uh, I had a, a, a challenge around sex. I struggled to orgasm. Uh, and I worked with a coach myself. I'm going straight into it. <laughs> um, and so I didn't really think of anything of my mindset. You know, this was a physical challenge and she said she could help me. And I was like, okay, interested to know. So I thought I was going to become a sex guru. And um, the reality was she just rewired my brain and how I was uh, thinking and operating and behaving and suddenly I kind of, nothing was changing sexually, but I was changing my behavior. So I was telling my mum I loved her and things like that, which I never did before. Oh, yeah. and, um, which is really nice. I always loved her, but I just didn't share it with her. So little things were happening. And then I was like, well, hang on a minute. If I'm changing like this, this is really interesting because I think anyone can change because I was just shut off as they come. Mm. So I, I trained as, as a coach and then um, I started the Naked Professor um, a couple of years, well, a few years, three years ago, which is, I originally trained as a coach about eight years ago. But um, I just, I wanted an avenue to, to express myself. And um, uh, I was running a tech company at the time and I felt very reliant on my tech partners yeah. and I wanted something that I owned. And um, so I started writing, just to, to, to at least I own this. So even yeah. if I'm having a bad day in my tech company, at least I've got this that I own and no one can take that away from me. So I started writing about all my learnings, my discoveries yeah. and things as a coach and da 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 And um, I think every day since I started Naked Professor, uh, Every day, it got more and more interesting, and my tech company got more and more hard, more and more hard, or more and more challenging. So um, it wasn't soon before my tech company finished, and I went full time on, on the Naked Presser and everything that I'm doing around that. Um, it just so you, yeah. so you noticed something in your life was amiss. You yeah. the sex you were saying was almost a symptom, but there was something deeper there with your mindset. So you yeah, yeah. absolutely. Okay, what totally. made you? What made you? How did you come across a, a coach? Because as you said, you didn't think it was a mindset issue. You thought it was a physical issue. So how did you come across this person? Yeah, I'm not sure I would have worked with anyone if it wasn't sort of put on my plate. Because um, I lived with a professional rugby player and he had an injury. 
And um, one of the things that he was trying was therapy to help him move on from the injury because it had been lingering for a while. And uh, so I, she came to our flat and he was often late and we would chat. And then, um, you know, I thought it was kind of laughed at the beginning. I was like, so what are you doing, Dolly, today? You know, what's going on? And then she said some quite interesting things. And I was like, oh, okay, that is a bit interesting. I never thought of it that way. And then eventually it got to the point a couple of months in, I was like, hang on a minute, if I got an injury, you know, if you're helping him, could you help me? So, um, so yeah, we started working together. And that was my first sort of vulnerable conversation I, ha- I had, really, was it sat down and, and spoke to her about my challenge. And I was like, wow. bit of an awkward one, bit of a taboo subject, but can you help me with this? She was like, yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure if, I, if, if it hadn't been put on my plate like that, whether I would have gone down that route. Who knows? But, but good for you that even though, even though it was presented to you on a plate, as you said, good for you for in that moment being brave enough to, as you say, talk about something that's probably quite taboo or, or personal, um, like you've launched into it in this interview. Um, but, yeah, it must have taken a lot of guts and courage to say, gosh, you know, I, I love my mum, but I'm not vocal with it. I don't tell her I love her. And so talking about a subject like this with a stranger with coaching that you knew nothing about that must have taken quite a lot of guts um it, it did but it do you know what this is it only happened i think because the pain around sex was was enough that i was like do you know what i'm 30 i want to have kids at some point i want to be in a sexually fulfilling relationship this would have impacted relationships negatively enough in the past i was like this is enough of a problem that i'm willing to go through the pain of change which was you know it's not easy it did take but it does take bravery as you say um tony robbins says the um, change only happens when the pain of, of change um sorry the pain of staying the same outweighs the pain of change and that was exactly it and i think he's right and that's why i wonder if if uh if it wasn't for my challenge around sex and if it wasn't for the coach kind of appearing on my doorstep what, where i would have gone yeah absolutely even people have the push and the pull don't we We've got the push push away from something the pull towards something and when that yeah. a bit unbalanced we, we try to look for solutions now that's, that's that's brilliant so now that's do it. you do you just work with men or what's your what's your work doing what does it look uh, like now? do you know what when i set out i wasn't meant i wasn't about men i was just about generally mental health because i didn't kind of say it any differently but i think when i started sharing the, the a lot of what was unique about me was that I was a man in sharing about this kind of stuff. You know, it's common, more common for women to embrace their emotions, but it was less for, for men. That was what I was being taught to do, effectively. So, and I, I was doing it at a time when when it was becoming apparent that there was a problem with masculinity, if you like, or you know, things were coming up like the Me Too movement and the Gillette advert and all these kind of things. Over the last couple of years, suddenly suicide rates have, have been, yeah. you know, a, a very uh, for everyone to see that three and four deaths, uh, suicide deaths, are, are men and. So I was just at the right time, right place and talk, sharing a message that kind of seemed to hit a, a note. And um, uh, yeah, I got pulled towards the kind of like the, the masculinity angle because there aren't many men talking like this. There still aren't many men opening up and sharing emotions and connecting with that side of them. What, what, and, do, you um, think that, what do you think the reason for that is? What is happening with, with men at the moment? Uh, the, the reason for them shutting off emotions? Yes. Fundamentally, because that's a big one. Um, well, I, I think there's so many parts to this, but the, the biggest thing for me, I mean, I'm speaking from my experiences, I grew up in the 80s, I'm sure it wasn't dissimilar in the 90s, but um, I was shown by society that as a man, I had to be strong, tough, brave, and brave meant being unemotional, really, or tough meant being unemotional. Yeah. Uh, you know, a leader, and, and I always say this, and it's horrible, but it's almost cooler as a, as, a, as a boy to be the bully than to be bullied. You know, they were kind of the, the popular kids tended to be. You know, and it's yeah. sad, but that's kind of the, the sign of masculinity to be the tough one. 
to be the strong one, to be the one who gets all the girls, all that stuff, mm-hmm. money, you know, that was a big drive. These were the things that were presented in front of us subconsciously. You know, no one wasn't, didn't have lessons at school in this, but we just saw what we saw. And I grew up thinking that's what I had to be as a man. And uh, in amongst all that, connecting with your emotions or showing how you felt that didn't fit in. It's on the radar, no. No. And the thing with it, is, I think this is so important, and it's one of the, the biggest challenge now is because there are a lot of people in their 20s, a lot of men in their 20s, who think now that being unemotional, just, that's just who they are. They think, I'm just not emotional. You know, people are different. You know, and what I, I think of that is that they become so conditioned by their, their own being, you know, that they're so used to being that way that they think it's them. You know, their ego is saying, stay the same, stay the same. I don't want you to change. So the idea of them sharing, as you said earlier, takes bravery. And they're like, it just doesn't feel right. It's not who I am. That's not Therefore, me. it's not me. They put that label on me. themselves. They tell themselves that story. It's like people when they say, I'm not creative, or that's only for those type of people. Exactly. Yeah. It's not me. And it's not true. We're all creative and we're all emotional. Mm. You just condition yourself to think you're not. That's and I get it. I get that. But that's the message that I want to say. Yeah, it's really important. I love that. And I, I, I was reading um, online one of your biogs and you said that, um, you know, growing up, you lived according to other people's values or other people's beliefs and expectations. And I, I um, looking into people who are more externally or internally referenced, what would you say to other people who, who seem to live their lives according to what society's rules are? Um, that I get it, first and foremost that I understand that that's, that's kind of what we're shown. But um, being brutally honest, I, I really, I, I absolutely believe it will never give them true fulfillment inside, that what they'll always feel like there's something missing. And they'll put that down to, you know, they need to just earn a bit more money or get a better wife or get a nicer car or get all these things, get, get, get. And it, they'll never complete that mission. And um, unless they go internal and they really connect with their own values and work out what really matters, who are they really deeply yeah. and get to know themselves. And so if someone's listening that. to you now, if someone's listening to this and saying, I, I you know, I'm, something's, something's not working. I feel a bit hollow. I want to know who I am, what my value are, values are, what my purpose is. Where can they start? So they've got to start going on the inside. Uh, one good sort of short, um, I guess tip to, to connect with your values is to look at who, who really inspires you who's someone you look at or, or various people who are the people that you really admire in, in society and write down what it is about them that you really like and often those are, those are values that you would aspire to be yourself so it's a good way to learn kind of who, who you are and really try and dig deep into that don't, don't think I want, I want that because they've got the nice cars it's like no who are those a person what is it that, that really stands up as them that you admire um, because yeah, we need to know if we're going to live in tune with our values, we need to know who they, who they, what they are. And often they're very different to what we present. When I presented this kind of alpha male perspective, but the reality is I'm a very kind, soft, sensitive, loving person. My mum's a nurse. So, you know, she gave that to me. That's, that's what's inside of me. Yeah. But I didn't really know that. I buried it. She said, no, no, that's not me. It's not me. So you've got to get to know yourself. You've got to go inward. And that okay. means solitude. Yeah, who do you admire? What values are there? What, 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 all that stuff. And it's not traditionally seen as, as all these things are not traditionally seen as masculine themselves. Yeah. You know, going to solitude, getting to know yourself, quiet time. Oh, are you all right? You know, what's <laughs> that? Do you want to just come out with us? You know, it doesn't yeah. seem healthy, but it is. How much, talking about quiet time, what would you say 
your routine at the moment looks like is there is there an optimum amount of quiet time that one should have what do you think about that i think everyone is different i really do believe that i'm an, i'm naturally quite an introvert i think um and i need more quiet time i'm very happy in my own company i'm very happy having my space and i need it it's finding your own balance and i do think it's balance if i just spent all the time on my own that definitely wouldn't fulfill me but we all need different things and I think it's just being honest with yourself what really works for you you know you're happy going out every single night of the week you know socializing or you're happy staying in every night of the week or is there a balance to you you like a couple of nights a week where you're socializing but you also like five nights a week where you're journaling you're you're learning about yourself you're growing you're just relaxing whatever it is we're all different definitely we're all different and I love what you said about balance finding your balance and I guess it's saying you know that balance is going to look different to each person and it's what is their combination of happiness or combination of routine that makes them feel complete which brings me on to a question that I have for you so I know you're you know you're a coach you've done NLP you've done meditation you've got your own life experience I also read about something that I know very little about which is logotherapy is that right yes what is logotherapy can you tell us more yeah, so logotherapy is um, based off, well, it's, it's, a, it's a, a therapy form, I guess, that's based off Victor Frankl's book, Man's Search for Meaning. Um, so he was a, a psychologist that got caught up in the Second World War and was imprisoned into Auschwitz. Um, and he was one of the few to survive. Not many did. The rates were, were and, and the, you know, the, their, their experience was, was horrendous. You cannot believe what they went through in those, in those times. It's reading the book. You just cannot believe it. But he really believes that a big part of his survival was the purpose and, and um, connection he had to himself and to, to be able to see in the moment of what he was going through, mm-hmm. to not live in the, in, the, in the challenge of what is right now, Mm. but to, to continue to see who, what he was becoming and how he was growing and what, what future that gave him. Wow. So to take, to take the positives and he, you know, he was seeing that through these experiences that he was having, he was learning a great deal of empathy. He would have a, a whole more, a whole new gratitude for life that people in the outside world never would. Yeah. But these new experiences this, um, that when he got out and the life that he lived, you know, his book would be even more powerful that he wanted to write as a psychologist. Yeah. All these things that he kept, you know, every day was serving him in some capacity. And that just that belief and that purpose kept him alive and got him through the experience. So then once he'd written that, this book, which is one of the world's most popular books, um, best-selling books, um, yeah, they, they adopted a lot of his principles and put them into a, into a coaching manuscript, I guess. And, um, yeah, it's really interesting. Well, I need to get on and read it then. That sounds amazing. What's that to be in those kind of life situations that still see the silver lining and the opportunity for growth and fulfillment? That's amazing. Definitely yeah. going to have a Google. Um, I want to ask you a bit about your business. I know since I've I've come across you in a number of um number of projects with different clients of mine and you seem to be picking up speed and you seem to be talking to beautiful other beautiful souls and other entrepreneurs. What would you say is the biggest tip you can give to entrepreneurs or solopreneurs um, building their business? Um, in, in the wellness space or just generally any entrepreneur in any space? Uh, you pick. I think, I think, well, the thing with the wellness space is that it, it fit, you know, I entered it and I feel it's, it's a very saturated market and there's so many so many health and wellness people out there everywhere now it's not a saturated market in reality but it feels everyone's everyone's and with the internet everyone's got a story to share everyone's got a message everyone's got so much noise 
So I think it's to really drill down on your authentic purpose and your authentic value. Who do you really, what's your story? What makes you unique? And really to, to be true to that, whether it's challenging or difficult or people might laugh at you, who are you authentically? What, are you, what makes you different? Mm. What's your story? What's your why behind all this? Why are you doing this? Um, because people will resonate with that. That's what yeah. differentiates you from, from the average person. You know, if I wanted to just post about 10 tips for better mental health, you know, you can Google that. But if I can share my experiences about what, how I've learned to improve my mental health, it might just hit people in a slightly different way. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I think it's, again, it comes back to authenticity, know your purpose, know your why, be true I like to that. you. And I suppose not only helping other people connect you with your purpose and your why, but it will also help you survive the journey of being an entrepreneur. Because whenever I speak to people, who, whether they're successful or just starting out or been doing it for years, everyone says it isn't easy. So knowing your, your purpose and your why, I guess, is, is a bit of fuel to keep you motivated. Yeah, that's it. So, so, is it Simon Sinek says that? Know your why. Is he, is Simon Sinek, do you know? That, the, uh, my... my the... One of my limiting beliefs, one of my current struggles is remembering names, but I imagine you're probably right. <laughs> yeah. He, if you can return to your why, then, then you know, you, I love the phrase, um, expect problems and eat them for breakfast. You know, it's, nice. it is going to be hard. It, it yeah. really is like that's part of the journey. I wrote on, on a blog this morning that I'm writing a book and it's frustrating. And my agent yeah. called me saying, are you right? I hope it's not, you know, is it okay? And I was like, cool, like, who said writing a book's easy? No, like it's exactly. going to be hard. Yeah, These, yeah. All the life is challenging. It's like this is, and it's going to make it that much more rewarding as well. Uh, totally, the harder the challenge, the better you feel after, yeah. right? Tell us about this book. Do we get a sneak preview of what it might be about, and how can people find you and connect with you and, and hear more? Oh, thank you. Yeah, the book's going to be a while. Yeah, I've got a lot of writing to do, a lot of research to do around it yeah. all. But it's going to be a year, a year or so until it's out. But it's um. Uh, about masculinity, why men behave as they do, looking at mental health. Um, uh, mental health in a slightly different way is a general picture, you know, how, how we can grow. It's not just it's mental health, not in a challenging way, but mental health, how can you make your mental health amazing rather than it being a problem to change how we perceive it? A bit like physical health, you know, we want to get fitter and fitter or mental health get, get better and better. Um, but yeah, fundamentally looking at why men behave as they do and, uh, and giving practical solutions as to how we can become better versions of ourselves and live a more, more fulfilling life. I love that. That's brilliant. And then one, so also to let us know where we can connect with you. So how can other, both men and women, if, if, you, if you've resonated with them and they want to find out more and how to either work with you or be inspired by some of the content you put out there, how can they connect? Well, thank you. Yeah, it's, I pretty much it's Instagram first. My Instagram handle is The Naked Professor. Um, and so I do have a website, nakedprofessor.me, but yeah, pretty much everything goes through Instagram, really. Brilliant. And also Googling Ben Bidwell comes up with quite a lot as well. I found a few profiles on there. So, uh, I really? Work with you? I did. You had one uh, on uh, the Life Coach Directory. Believe yeah. There. Yeah. That's right. Yes. Yeah, very very nice too. Cool. Yeah, and one, you. I want to ask one other question before we um, wrap it up. What would you say is your proudest moment so far with your business? Uh, I'm trying to answer authentically. I don't know if this is the right answer, but what comes to me is just the messages that I get. You know, when you get people really messaging you daily, really now, saying the impact that it I made. Wow. That that is just and that. Do you know what? What makes me give me even a little bit more is quite often I share them with my mum. Just being oh, able to read wow. to my mum that this is what someone sent to me. Yeah, how it makes her proud, and I just I get that little bit more sharing it with her. Yes. And, uh, what has, what, how has your mother um, noticed the change in you or has she noticed a change in you during this journey? 
Yeah, definitely. It's interesting, actually. It's the first time I worked with a coach, and I told her, and I was a bit nervous about telling her I was working with a coach because her little boy wasn't perfect. You know, he's admitting that there were challenges. But um, she said, oh, you're not going to join a cult, are you? That was her reaction because people, you know, that's growth, change is perceived that way. That was nine years ago. But now, you know, she sees me being better in every way. She's been to my talks and she sits there and she's so proud and it's lovely. Yeah, it, it makes it an uh, even more special experience for me. That's brilliant. But probably maybe the most proudest thing is, is yeah, it's making my mum proud. That is so lovely. I, I actually saw her in one of the one of the um, talks I went to years a year or so ago, or two years ago, and she yeah. got up on stage. I think it might have been one of the first ones she she went to attend, and she did look very proud of you. So that was lovely to oh, see. Oh, that's lovely. Oh, thank you for saying that. Well, I'm going to um, wrap up the interview and say thank you very much, everyone, for listening to Ben Bidwell, and thank you for listening to Inspire Radio. And this is your business journey with Isabella. And if you want to find out more, please go and stalk Ben. With inspirational guests from across the world, this is Inspire Radio. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. Maybe you would like to join us as a guest on Inspire Radio. Maybe you'd like to feature on our Inspire Radio directory. If you would and you'd like to get in touch, then simply enter your details on the contact page at Inspire Radio. .co.uk. Remember to give our Facebook page a like as well at Inspire Radio UK. And once again, thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast from Inspire Radio. And have the best day you possibly can. Be happy, be inspired. With feel good music by day, relaxing music by night. This is Inspire Radio. Be happy. Be inspired.